go on the five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight we are going to do a extremely deep dive on one song. We are going to over critique and over analyze a song that needs to be looked at that way, and that is Van Morrison's Saint Dominic's Preview. Now, St. Dominic's Preview is not one of his most widely known and most popular songs. It's not up there with, you know, Brown Eyed Girl and Moondance and some of his bigger hits, Domino and a couple of others. This is a deep track. This is something that really big Van fans would know and something that really needs to be critiqued on a level that we're going to try to do tonight. This is off of his sixth studio album, and of course, Van Morrison, we've done before on the podcast, but he's a Irish singer, songwriter, I want to say also a poet, and he's in the same realm as Simon and Garfunkel, Bob Dylan, and some of the other truly great songwriters that have put, in, put poetry to, to music. This song in particular, though, is extra special. It's one of those that is fantastic in the way that it's so simple in the structure of the musicality, but it's so deep in its complexity. So he has such a great, easy, if you had this on in the background and was not paying attention, you would say that that is a nice, melodic, pleasurable song to hear in the background. But if you really sit down and pay attention to it, it's quite possibly one of the best produced, most ambitious songs ever created. So this came out in 1972, July of 1972, and we are literally going to take it line by line and overanalyze this poetry set to music because it really needs to be done. I think when you look at roughly a six-minute song and then dissect it and really pull out all of the lines of what he's talking about, you can see how much more is truly in there and how much of a work of art this thing really is. One more thing I'll say before we actually get into it. Sometimes there's music that is like this, and sometimes there's art that is like this. Sometimes there's movies uh, that the, the deeper you dig into it, the more that you'll find, or even pieces of art, uh, whether it be paintings or poetry, on the surface look to be, huh, pleasurable, but when you really dig into it, you see the deeper underlying meaning, and you really start to appreciate. And sometimes something takes even a different shape or a different meaning than what it originally set out to be, because it has all of these layers. For those that know uh, songs like Tupelo Honey and some of the other ones that were made by Van Morrison back in 1971 and 72, this song was made during those same sessions in San Francisco. He had moved from uh, the East Coast over to San Francisco during that time and was actively living there and playing there during this time. Some of the songs that came off of the St. Dominic's Preview album was Jackie Wilson Said, I'm in Heaven When You Smile. That's a great song. Uh, Gypsy, Redwood Tree. But the song that we really want to focus on is the title track, which is St. Dominic's Preview. Van Morrison gave some interviews years after this album came out to really discuss where some of the inspiration for this song came from. And he said that uh, 
it, it was composed by after seeing some peace vigils being held at this St. Dominic's Church in San Francisco because of some of the things that were going on in Northern Ireland, some of the violence that was occurring at the time, he had a couple of references to the things that were going on in his hometown. He had described writing it in a, quote, stream of consciousness, uh, kind of the way that the album Astral Weeks was written. The lyrics refer to a lot of different stages of Van Morrison's life. He talks about when he was a child. He talks about growing up in Ireland. He talks about where he is in San Francisco. He talks about the record business. He talks about all of this. But I want to get into the music. I want to do this line by line. I want to go overly critical of every single thing because once you dig into it, you almost can't stop. And I, I think that's how he really wanted it to be done. So let's talk first, before we get into it, Let's talk a little bit about how it is set up. Let's look at the musical composition because it's extremely simple, so it'll only take a minute. And here's how I want to do it. There are three verses to the song. The verses are all pretty much the same, and there's only three chords. He's in the key of F, he moves to E flat, and then B flat. That's it. Pretty standard progression the whole, throughout the whole song. He will throw in a C minor 7th and a B flat over D when he comes out of the chorus into each of the verses. But literally, those are only the three chords that are used in the entire song. Now, it is extremely simple to play, and yet very detailed, very deep, and carries the song beautifully. There is a great dichotomy between the complexity of the words and the simplicity of the music. The other thing I want you to notice, and I will bring it out when we get to those particular places in the song, is that some of the song's instruments refer to some of the lines of the words that he's using. What I mean to say is some of the sentences then suggest why those instruments are in that particular verse. And we'll talk more about that when we actually listen to it. Each of the three verses are set up in a style that has a three-chord progression, then a two-chord progression where he's going just from the F to the E flat. I'm going to call that particular spot in the song the middle eight. Even though it's not, that is a section of music where it's not quite a bridge or a chorus, but it's also a different part of the verse because it changes. It's not the same chord progression. So I'm going to call that when we get to it the middle eight, but it's still in the verse. You'll kind of hear what I'm saying when we get to it, but I just want you to understand that three chord progression throughout the entire song is all that it is. So, let's get into St. Dominic's preview. Here is how it starts. Piano. A little guitar. And horns, of course. Chamois cleaning all the windows. Chamois cleaning all the windows. This is a reference to him when he was growing up in Belfast and he had to clean windows, and he used a chamois. So we're talking about his childhood. Singing songs about Edith P.F. Soul. Singing songs about Edith P.F. Soul. Now, I'm not going to go through every single line, but these first few are so important because they're really special. Edith P.F. was a French singer back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, who one of her most popular songs is called No Regrets, which is actually this song that he's referring to, which I'll play real quick for you so you know which one I'm talking about. 
Now, this song in French means no, nothing of nothing. No, I don't feel sorry. Not for the good things people have done for me, not for the bad things. It's all the same. I have no regrets. This song is all about no pain, no regrets. So we have Van Morrison referring in the second line of the song to the fact that he was growing up in Belfast, cleaning windows with a chamois, singing songs about Edith's PF's soul, this no regret for what he's done for the fact that he left his hometown, moving to the United States, becoming a singer-songwriter, going from New York where he originally started, moving to different cities, and then finally, <laughs> finally ending up in California. We're at line two. So let's just back up and start over so you can hear what we're, what we're really working with again. Okay. First two lines. Champion cleaning all the windows Singing songs about the P.F. soul And I hear blue strains of no regretting on Cross the street from Cathedral, not down. All right, we'll stop right there. Shammy cleaning all the windows, singing songs about Edith P.F.'s soul, which that line right there to talk about Edith P.F.'s soul, you should look up what she went through as a singer during the time that she grew up and what she went through as a person. Her soul, this troubled soul, he re just the reference to that alone is so deep and complex. Third line, and I hear blue strains of No Regretion, her song, No Regrets, across the street from Cathedral Notre Dame. So now he's in Paris. Now he's referencing hearing and feeling those pains, those, those sorrowful blues feelings like Edith P.F. in Paris, right near Cathedral Notre Dame. Now, when that line comes in, there's an organ, a church organ, that will reference the Cathedral Notre Dame. Listen. And I hear blue strains of no regretting. Listen for the organ when it comes in. Cross the street from Cathedral Notre Dame. Meanwhile, back in San Francisco, I'm trying hard to make this whole thing blend. Meanwhile, back in San Francisco, so now he's referenced where he came from, going to Paris, having those dark, deep feelings just like Edith P.F. Now, back in San Francisco, where he's composing this, where St. Dominic's Church is located, the line is, we're trying hard to make this whole thing blend. Meaning all of that, putting all of this together, trying to make this all work, is what he's doing. And we're at line six, and we've gotten this deep already. The next two lines are as follows. As we sit upon this jagged story block with you, my friend. But he doesn't say it that way. Think of the word jagged. The way he says jagged is actually in the same styling that it would be if it was jagged. He doesn't just say it straight. Because it's jagged, he waits and makes the line jagged. Listen. Yeah, we sit upon this jagged story block. It doesn't you, flow, it's jagged. And it's a long Here's the middle eight. Way Buffalo. It's a long way to Buffalo where he came from. It's a long way to Belfast. City too. And even a longer way from Belfast where he originally started. And I'm hoping the joys 
won't blow the hoist Cause this time they've been off more than they can chew that's important. Let's start. Let's stop it there. And I'm hoping the choice won't blow the hoist. He's hoping that his choice won't blow the hoist, meaning the hoist of a ship. His ship won't be sunk. His life won't be compromised for the decisions that he's made throughout the previous lines, throughout his choices that he's made in life. Because maybe this time he might have bitten off more than he can chew. That's the end of verse one. And then we go into a pre-chorus, which has four lines of the exact same line. And it's as we gaze out on, as we gaze out on, and he says that four times, St. Dominic's preview. And he says that three times. And that's the entire chorus. The chorus is four times of as we gaze out on and three times of St. Dominic's preview. Again, with this dichotomy of extremely complex and deep, meaningful lyrics with an absolutely simple, almost, huh, of a letdown in the sense of just so simple of a, of a chorus. But listen to how he puts it all together. As we gaze out on, as we gaze out on, as we gaze out on, as we gaze out on. Four times. times on St. Dominic's Preview. Now, St. Dominic's Preview, what, is, what does it even mean, St. Dominic? Well, obviously, he's talking about St. Dominic's Church, but why the preview? What is a preview? Why? And he was asked interviews later in life, why preview? And he said, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. It just fit the song. And so, so many people have thought, why a preview? Was he looking at something that was at St. Dominic's Church and it was some sort of preview of some of the vigils that were coming? That's a possibility, but it just fits. The, the actual definition of preview has no real fitting in the story or in the song. However, it so, so works. Now we're going into verse two. The orange boxes are scattered. I guess the Safeway supermarket and the rain. All the orange boxes are scattered against the Safeway's supermarket in the rain. Now you can picture that. You can picture a supermarket raining with all these boxes leaning up against the wall, scattered. You can see that. Everybody feels so determined Not to feel anyone else's pain And everyone feels so determined not to feel anyone else's pain. He's painting a picture saying, it's raining, it's dark, it's gloomy. Everyone's going about their business, trying not to feel anyone else's pain. Just alone. Everyone's out, but they're still by themselves. Again, alone, by themselves. Talking behind closed doorways. Try to get outside. Here comes the middle age. Get outside at the shelves. They're forever. Across cutting country corner. All right. So he's saying tr they're hiding behind these closed doorways, trying to get outside of their empty shells. And for every cross cutting country corner, 
The next line is, for every Hank Williams railroad train that cried. He's talking about country music. He's saying, first, in verse 1, we were talking about Edith P.F. and her bluesy soul music. Now we're talking about Hank Williams and his railroad train that cried. So when we had the church organ come in, we were talking about Notre Dame. Now we've got this electric kind of slide guitar, this country guitar when we're talking about Hank Williams. Listen. stop right there and say the chains badges flags and emblems and every strain on every brain and every eye this is a reference to what was going on in belfast and the protesting and the violence that was happening chains badges flags and emblems and then from there we get to the second course which of course is the same as the first course and we get our four and three Going to verse three. All the restaurant tables are completely covered. Yet the record company has paid out for the wine. All the restaurant tables are completely covered. The record company has paid out for all of the wine. What he's saying is, look, you're playing to a full audience. He's talking about him as a performer now. He's talking about how he's should be so happy. He's at the top of his game, at the top of his fame. The restaurant tables are completely covered, meaning everyone's coming out to see you. The restaurant, the, the, the record company has paid for all the wine. You got everything in the world you ever wanted. And right about now you face your worst man. He should be happy. You know Everything in the world you've ever wanted. Now, before we get into this last bit, I want to I say it so that you can hear it when it's coming. We're over in a 52nd Street apartment. So a 52nd Street apartment refers to Manhattan. We're in the Midtown, 52nd Street apartment. The next few lines say, socializing with the wino few, meaning this higher class of people. Just to be hip and get wet with the jet set, meaning just to be in with this crowd, this jet set. But they're flying too high to see my point of view, which is just an unbelievable lyric. This jet set is flying too high to see his point of view, his lower class, down-to-earth point of view because these guys are on a 52nd Street apartment. So you're picturing this big building that they're way up high, this jet set, and they're just too high to see his point of view. 
he goes into this finishing runoff of this St. Dominic's Freeview kind of freestyle back and forth with him and his background singers, one of which was actually his wife at the time named Janet Planet, which is one of my favorite names to say of all time. And you can hear her singing in the background with a couple of other people, and they just let it ride all the way to the end. church organ just riding out right away to the end which brings the whole thing back together from the very beginning of the song all the way to the end of the song this church feel this saint dominic's preview this saint dominic's church rolling stone had a review on this that said the arrangements and the vocals are joyfully bodied together there's dense verbiage more complex than any other cut on the album it's disjunctive, it's arcane, it's juxtaposing images of mythic travel, social annihilation, and it goes on and on. There's so much in here. So again, there's this simplicity to the way that the song is really made. You can play it with three chords. It's three verses and three choruses. That's it. However, the more you dig into it, and we've kind of gotten into it, but you can get into it even more. There's analogies and allegories inside of each one of those lyrics that can even be dug deeper and it can be left to its own interpretation but what we've done here is shows the simplicity of something so easy so simple to have on that you would say oh that's a that's a nice pleasurable song yet there's something really meaningful something really deep inside of all of these lyrics that needs to be understood and van morrison was terrific at this he could write something very simple like a brown-eyed girl but he could also get very deep but this bridges the gap between the two by being very simple in musicality but not really and very complex in its song meetings. He mentions Edith Piaf. He mentions Yates. He mentions country singers. He mentions James Joyce. He has all of these throws to all these different people. There's a lot going on in here. This was not released as a single. There was only seven songs on the entire album. And this was song number one on side two. And it was kind of just left there. This is the first album to be really not a theme focused and centralized on love. He's trying to say something here. He's sitting on the steps of a church, clearly, looking out into the ether with his guitar, just sitting there almost like a gypsy, and 
this is a different Van Morrison. There's definitely stuff in here that he wants to say. So if you can really listen to the song a few times, get to know the structure and the pacing and what he's saying, and then really actively try to look at what he's saying in an even deeper meaning, you'll see that there's a lot there. So with that, we'll say thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. And I'm hoping that Joyce won't blow the hoist Cause this time they bit off more than they can chew